are, and welcome to another episode of the Friday Night Movie Podcast. As many folks know, in solidarity with Blackout Tuesday and the Black Lives Matter movement, we paused the show for the first time in the two and a half years it's existed last week. We are back this week. And before we get into what will be the Friday Night Movie Podcast... Uh, we do want to provide some reflections on what's been going on in the world and, and recognizing that we are not the most important voices to listen to right now, but we also couldn't come back to the show uh, without, without recognizing that um, uh, things can't go on in business as usual. So first, I want to start by saying that Becky, Lily, and I, and our families, the whole Friday Night Movie family, express solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement. And we say this knowing that we have benefited tremendously in our lives from privilege. Um, and uh, some advice I got recently that I want to channel from a dear friend is that um, something we can do to help is to use that privilege that we have to fight racism fight social injustice and stand up for those um, in the black community. And so we will be doing this in our private and our, our public lives even more than we have uh, before. Um, and uh, that being said, you know, Friday Night Movie is a comedy show about our family. We don't usually talk about such heavy things, but we are also taking a hard look at ourselves and looking at way we can improve ourselves and improve the show going forward. Uh, now we're going to say a few words about some of the organizations that we are supporting during this critical time. Uh, and um, I've mentioned, I, I mentioned this on Twitter, but I'm mentioning it here again. Um, the NAACP Legal Defense Fund, it's an extremely important organization. Um, it's helping to defend our democracy. It's supporting crucial efforts to end police violence, protect the rights of people to protest, safeguard um, people's right to vote. Um, voting rights is something that's really important to me and ensure equal access to education and employment and in general fighting systemic inequalities that continue to plague Americans. And um, that's where one of the places that I have been donating. Um, Becky, uh, I know you wanted to mention something that you're working on. Oh, I'm not um, personally working on it, but um, my husband Vlad is participating in it. There is the Bay Area Animation Alliance um, they have put on auction on eBay of artwork. So all these incredible um, artists who work in animation have made beautiful, beautiful artwork. Um, and they are auctioning it on eBay uh, through June 12th. And um, all of the proceeds are gonna go to um, the Equal Justice Initiative, which is an organization whose mission is to end mass incarceration and excessive punishment in the US um, and to challenge racial and economic injustice. So um, we will post a link to that auction as part of our uh, show notes. Um, but if you, you can also, if you look up um, on Instagram, BA Animation A, um, um, you can probably, you can find more information or if you go to any of the studios, um, local animation studios websites who uh, or um, Instagram pages, who are um, participating at, you can find more info there. It's Baobab Studios, Cuckoo Studios, and Tonko House. So I'm bidding on a few really great pieces. 
um, as a way to to support. And I hope uh, you guys you guys do too. For sure. And Lil. Um, I was uh, suggested a great, what I think is a fantastic resource for parents um, by wonderful um, friend of ours, Miri Jedekin. Um, and she uh, suggested The Conscious Kid, which is a nonprofit organization that focuses on parenting and education uh, through a critical racial lens. So it's a great resource for parents to tackle the difficult but necessary topic of uh, race and being not just not racist, but anti-racist and um, educating children. And you can uh, find them at, at The Conscious Kid, all one word, on Instagram as a, I think a really interesting resource to help parents right now. That's great. and. And uh, and and uh, I on the parenting note, I'm going to use that to uh, end on one really um, I think powerful quote, and also strangely use it to segue into our 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 show. Um, and it's a quote that's gotten a lot of attention on Twitter from uh, an actor improviser. Uh, a person named Tawny Newsom, who is one of the stars of Space Force. She plays Ca Captain Angela Ali, who I love, is my, is my favorite character on the show. Um, and her quote really spoke to me as a parent, um, even though she does mention that she is, in fact, not a parent herself, I don't think, on Twitter, um, uh, in, in a series of funny tweets afterwards. But uh, this is a very, very powerful statement, and I think it's something that, that all folks should think about. And she writes, for anyone worried about talking to their white children right now, worried that their kid is too young for these conversations, I was five or six when my dad told me, no matter what you do, some people will always hate you. Black children don't get to don't get to not understand racism. And I think it's a brilliant and important comment. And I, and I hope uh, parents are looking for resources. I know we're having these conversations in our family and, and Lily put a fine point on it, which is not just to be not racist, but how can we be actively anti-racist in, in all of the ways uh, that we can in our lives. And so um, with that, uh, uh, with the brilliant words of Tawny Newsom, let's segue into talking about the show with which in which she is one of the stars yeah. that I think has uh, we all think really highly of right now. Yeah, I would say and it's that, like a major breakout role for her. Yeah, and 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 that show is Space Force, which is on Netflix, which has gotten some odd critical reviews, some sort of like medium critical reviews. And I just to to quote a line we talk about a lot, you know, it's it's from an always a poignant, always sunny in Philadelphia episode, which is what are the rules here? I don't understand what critics are able to say is good on Netflix and what isn't, because I myself found Space Force hilarious. We're only four episodes in, but I found it hilarious and also kind of poignant. What about you guys? Well, I, you know, I think um, I think that it's i i'm easily swayed maybe it's because i have an older brother or, you know if you have an older sibling maybe you know becky feels this too because she has two older siblings but i am not gonna say easily influenced but if there's a negative review i've i am often i'm like oh i don't know about that or if i see like a you know 
Shelly knows I, I love a TripAdvisor situation. I like to hear what other people are saying. And so do you love a TripAdvisor? I do, situation? I do. And like oh, I don't know if it's because I'm like a do. middle, like I'm an under, like I have an older sibling. Maybe that's like some influence there. However, I was on this bandwagon. What happened? Oh, sorry. You Did froze. I freeze? Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I was. Can you hear me now? Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. What's happening? Um, I was on the bandwagon of this show from the get-go. Um, when I it's saw it, like, you were like, I'm ago. so excited. I'm so excited. Right. I kind of rolled my eyes and I was like, oh, is this going to be just more it's, of the office? There's a, good, there's a good chance this could be a piece of shit. I get it. But I felt that I, I needed this. So I needed this win. I was like, I'm on this bandwagon. You went, then, yeah, you bought early. I, I did. I really, I did buy early. And then you shared with us that the first reviews were mediocre. And I was like, you know what? Doubling down. Don't care. <laughs> I, I was like, when the trailer dropped, I was like sending it out to everyone. And I was like, very excited for this. I'm not losing my momentum. And it did not disappoint. Like, this is a perfect example of like, no, sorry. Is, is it perfect? Maybe. I'm not, I'm not even going to say it might not be perfect. I'm loving it. And I think that it, you, you asked a great question. Is it Parks and Recs? And I think that it's enough Parks and Recs that makes you feel good when you watch it. Lily, you're referring to a question that I didn't actually ask. Oh, sorry. Just in the notes. People don't get to read our notes while we're doing the show. You can say, what kind of show is this and pretend to be Fine, fine, fine. What what I'm saying (laughs) is that, yes, I love it. Sorry. Yes, I I love it. And I think that it is um, timely enough without hitting you over the head. There's enough references that it makes you wink, wink at the absurdity without making you feel shitty about the way it's the world's the way, going. It's the way in which I need to laugh at the at current, the current, in, at the current right. administration that doesn't make me depressed and cry. Like this is the, you know what I mean? Like, it's like just the absurd just, stuff it's just without enough. being the harmful, horrible, horrendous yeah. stuff. Right. We have the news and really important like commentary and analysis in our lives that we review for that. Right. But, but this is this is just, a different just to laugh i mean and i think the second episode um the second with second episode aka murderous george is a great great way to laugh at it um but i would say speaking of parts and wreck my problem no, no, no. he hasn't asked the question yet we have to wait the question no, is, is this show Parks and Rec or is it Dr. Strangelove? Like, what kind of show is this? I think one of the reasons why critics get hmm. confused is when they don't know what kind of a show a show is, then they're, they tell people that. They're well, like, we don't know what kind of right. show this is. I think gonna a, like this? I think it's clear that there's a formula. You need a Jerry. There's a Jerry. Okay, we got our Jerry. But this is a Brad. much better Jerry. Brad is... Brad is phenomenal. Fantastic. They're like, okay, let's do Jerry and up the ante. Fantastic. There's heart. So that's very Parks and Rec. There's heart at the end of the day. These are not terrible people. All of these are not terrible people who you're watching. You know what well, I mean? They had the Air Force guy is, but that's it. Well, you need a nemesis. No, but he's- I mean, there were terrible people on Parks and Rec. The scenes what? of the generals round table is, is probably, it's probably one of like my favorite, like the writing, the performance and, and, and the editing of those think, scenes are phenomenal. I think With you also Jane have to Lynch, say- Putty, I mean, yes. it's so well done. And um, I don't know that. What's his name, name from? He's Putty from, from the, the guy no, from that guy. the guy, the Air Force guy who's from um, the Americans. Um, Kick, 
kicks on. Uh, it's just. Oh, uh, hold on. Uh, I know so you're talking. I don't know the name of the actor, but he's yes, like seaman from from the Americans. Um, yes, but the the FBI agent hold, Noah Emmerich. I have to. This is a case where phenomenal casting is not wasted once. That's true. Like you <laughs> have true. like Jane Lynch. I don't know if you guys got to the scene like where. Um, Naird, who's played by Steve Carell, like mentions her being a woman. Oh yeah, in, in episode <laughs> that was four. <laughs> right, and he's like, "Come on, she's a woman. She gets it." And oh, she's when like, he's bragging about understanding how a tampon works. Right, works. right. right. And, and she's like, scene. "Mention my gender again, and I'll fucking kill you." <laughs> like, yeah. like uh, she's well not wasted. Like that's a perfection. Like Jane Lynch delivered perfect that moment. Also, the so, yeah. coast the coast card bit um, is pretty funny when they don't want to let him in. Because <laughs> these are these are um, I would say I've known a lot of people over the years who work in these areas, and these are sort of very common tropes that people joke about in that in in the world of you know the defense world and stuff like that. So it's a it's very inside jokey, but it's also relatable and very funny. Right. Um, I, so I think I, it's yeah. It, it is more. He... It, it is because there's parts, you know, again, I'm only about four episodes in, but the part where the fact that there's this relationship between the father and daughter in particular that is being visited and revisited, I think, um, I think is, is really, really valuable um, to showing how it is about relationships and it's about these characters and, right, and did a whole a episode basically about him learning to share his feelings which right. I think was really really important and in the previous episode um, the daughter whose name escapes me spends the entire day hanging Aaron. out hanging out with uh, Captain, Captain Ali. Yeah. yeah and um, and I thought that that was my favorite episode so far because also it is a great episode. I finished this show and it is, that is a fantastic episode because, because I felt yeah, like, and this, and this solidified Angela as my favorite character. Um, uh, because Allie kept saying, well, why isn't she being more mean to this spoiled kid? And I'm like, well, like I think she's a kind person, first of all. Second also, of all, the it's the general, the general's daughter. Yeah, also, like, which I think what she's going through is actually quite tough. Like, if Angela's remotely a human, she can see that this teen is clearly going through but, stuff. But, but she also, I mean, I hope it it, um, it it further evolves with her kind of mentoring the character of the daughter whose name is escaping me right now. Well, Aaron. Hopefully Aaron. there's more seasons to see these relationships it, Exactly. I, what I like about having finished a season, what I will say is that I like that they didn't try to do all of that and build all the relationships and solve all the issues because it's like clearly they're hoping for more seasons because there's a lot more story to tell. Yeah, it Halfway feels like through, they're really... it takes like a beeline and the the, the characters yeah. like the, the story does shift quite a bit and, and that I couldn't just tell, opens it up. I couldn't tell if they were like afraid oh, we're not going to get more seasons, so let's pack in all of these threads into one season. Or if they thought, oh, if we don't like start pulling on these threads, people will lose interest. We need to like move it along more quickly. I think but since I, Netflix... I hope they now start filling in the, the gaps. I think what I hope it's more that they don't get like, you know, be act like babies if they don't get perfect reviews because they went to Steve Carell and, was, and were like, 
as soon as Trump announced Space Force, they went to Steve Grell and were like, would you do a show about Space Force? And he was like, yes. And then he went to Greg Daniels and was like, would you do a show about Space Force? Just with the words Space Force. And he was like, absolutely. You know, (laughs) I think they've done well. And this must be a very title. We were watching this though. And we were like this. I mean, Netflix spends a lot of money on things. This looks like a very high budget show. John Malkovich and Steve yeah, Carell. The, and they take probably, the helicopter up like 500 times during it, the season. And, <laughs> and let me tell you, insurance for helicopter rides, that's expensive in But those <laughs> actors alone cost probably as much as A the fortune. production. <laughs> like, no, no. And, but what I, I got the sense from Carell, I mean, he didn't get into details about all the casting when I saw the interview with him, but I got the sense that people really wanted to be on board with this. And I mean, I don't think Malkovich took a pay cut. I'm not saying that, but clearly the guy is a genius because he, to me, he is. I mean, is that your MVP? Let's let's talk MVPs. Wait, I'm not ready for MVPs. I have a few comments. I'd like to hurry up. Time is of the essence. A quick app. I have to tell you. Okay, I'm only going to make one comment then, which is that. They, I don't, I think the one place that they need to give more breathing room is to F Tony because it's like they're afraid he's going to be John Ralphio, but they're not giving him enough space to be fully F Tony. And I love him. No, I watched the whole season. Oh, okay. Yeah. I think, I I think he gets to shine more more. F Tony. I want more F Tony. Let's just make no, no bones about the fact that my career my professional career is, is very F-Tony. similar <laughs> to what, like you guys always. Also, um, his last name is Scara Peducci. <laughs> um, like, uh, it could I, not be more perfect. I just want you to know that, like, I die every time he says stuff because obviously the people who do what I do for a living are not as crazy and and vulgar and awful as he is, but. I when he goes toe to toe with other publicists, let did you Shai finish. I'm dying to know what Shai does for a living. I'm just saying, <laughs> if you want to know, like w- the absurd of what I do, that is a great example. And the episode where with the uniforms, where oh yeah, up to the White House. Did you see when he goes toe to toe with the other publicists? <laughs> no, no, I haven't gotten there yet. Oh, that's but the I capes, was the capes, the and, capes, and and at one point someone says can't you just sit and play on your phone and Allie just looked at me like can you just sit and play it was amazing so let's talk let's talk MVPs here okay me it's Malkovich 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 okay and for me it's Tawny Newsom as Captain Angela if there is season two I want I want her in like as a core element well, of every. If you episode. love her this much, you're on episode four. This, this, the rest of the season will solidify it for you. Yeah, I mean, I just, I, I think yeah. that I, I mean, think she's she, great. I yeah. think that she's like the, there's so much there, and I love her performance. She's just so much charisma. That's my that's my go to character that just makes me happy every time she's on this on on the um on the screen. Who's yours, Beck? I'm sorry. I think like um my MVP. I I will say. Corral because I think ultimately he's a great lead and his character is really interesting and actually like quite I, I I really like the character I think that because he is such a big part of the show he he can be my MVP but like secretly my MVP is Brad I think he's the funniest I think the shit so Brad do you want to know something that is factually so there's a so there's some things I've heard Which that are I, when, factually correct about the show and some that oh, are not get out but one of the things that are factually correct is that you know how they keep reminding him that he's a general 
the like a one star general. <laughs> yeah, which is a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Like, Mom was watching it. She's like, "How is he his secretary? That's one star." No, to to be <laughs> to be at that level, to be the to be the ex, the executive officer, I think is what it's called, or the the executive assistant to the to a general that is a four star general, which is what the heads of the services are. Like, you need to yourself be an amazing general, and that's by the way the same thing at other places, like the State Department. The person who is the executive. Um, like who manages that executive level for the uh, secretary of state is usually like a very, very, very high level diplomat because the stuff they're dealing with is high level. So it, the fact that they kind of conflate the ridiculousness, but also pay tribute to the fact that his rank is high, I find hilarious. Yes. So Becky, and, I, and think, do, I think that's a good, they, I think that's a great they, choice. They also do eventually reveal how he got that job. Which I think oh, okay. All right. We'll, we'll hear cute. more. All right. Um, Favorite moment so far. Mine is when they realize the chimp ate the dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> and, but and only, like, like and then, and then and he then goes second, back on giving him the Medal of Honor. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then when the chimp gets pulled in by the Chinese, Chinese spaceship and he starts, and he repeatedly starts talking about how he hopes the chimp won't give up any secrets. To me, like, for all the things I love about the characters, th that absurdity made me cackle. I was laughing so hard I was crying because I was like, right. okay, I know what kind of show this is. Exactly, exactly. Um, me, and I'm curious what Becky's gonna say. I, I mean, any scene with Malkovich and Naird as it goes over and over with Corella and Malkovich, as it devolves, because that is a relationship that absolutely evolves during the show. I, I just love them so much together. But there's one scene where he takes him to buy a tie. And yeah. I, I just, it's, it's like, a, it's got a lot of heart, that scene. And I think there's a whole shtick throughout, like they're like fighting the whole episode. And it ends with that, you know, him taking him to go buy a tie. And I thought that was just, I loved that scene. Very cool. Back how about um, you? So for me, all of all of the general round table, the the round table True. scenes yeah. with the generals for sure, because I already talked about that. But there's a scene later in one of the later episodes, Shy, you haven't gotten there, with um, Captain Ali and Doctor Chen driving around together, and he's explaining. Um, Anime. manga and not anime it's, oh, it's manga. very it's manga to her and she gets really annoyed with him <laughs> and she she calls him out on the fact that he's been driving around pretend like taking extra time just so he can explain it it's just this really really funny first of all identify and I'm like, that, that is the is, kind of thing i would do and i immediately thought of shy being like shy would 100 percent not get to the destination so he could keep explaining to you a very specific right. also that that's a relationship that fantasy. develops like that friendship which is fun that's a great one yeah, that's great. Show. so yeah. thumbs up all the way on this show so far yeah. let's go uh, let's uh, now, speaking of things we love rex and shout outs lil what are you watching um well uh, thanks to your wife who has yet to text back okay this is now, now three she's weeks just freezing you out Yes, we have watched 12 episodes. The season's 12 episodes of Outer Banks. And at around episode eight, I was like, how is there four more left? Like, that's all I could think about. But then I have to say, Eps 10, 11, 12, pretty exciting. So Classic Netflix. Yeah, and I would say, like, if you're 13, you are going to love this show. <laughs> if you're not 13, you really let's, don't let's need to clear. watch it. Former guest of the show, Mark Toner, loves this show. I mean, he's got four daughters. It's right up his alley. Um, so, 
Yeah. So I completed that. I'm not sure I could possibly recommend it. And, um, and then we started uh, Waco upon Shy's suggestion, which if you're into cults, it's fascinating. Acting's amazing, but it's heavy. Um, also started Homecoming, which I've been wanting to see because I love the podcast. So I'm curious to see that on Amazon Prime. And Life in Pieces is saving me. So Back, how about you? madness. Just, just in the total Avatar Last Avatar. Airbender Avatar. zone. That's all right. I can you're say. Like in, you're in season two now, right? I, I just finished season oh two God. and I'm very slowly watching season three. And I want to be very clear about this. I am officially show emotional about it. Yeah. So unless you want to talk to it on the same, talk about it on the same level as, as me that I'm on, or you don't, don't talk hear. about don't it at all. Me. I don't even just, yeah, just move right? on. Like we have, Becky and I have like phone calls where I just call and we're like, okay. We just talk for like a half an hour a day about, about Avatar. Um, yeah. What I do think is that if Netflix better not blow all their budget on Space Force and not have enough budget to do the Avatar show, because it's going to have to be a high budget show for it to work. Um, my recommendation is going to go in the world of music. Um, the next, eventually we're going to post the episode we recorded last week, but didn't, but didn't post, which is uh, an episode about uh, Howie and my new music that's coming out eventually. Um, and I, I mentioned this singer um, songwriter who joined us as a guest on the album, Jasmine Gillison. And uh, I have been listening to her music nonstop in the last week. And I caught her doing a live, um, uh, the, a little bit of her live show on Instagram, uh, two songs, Oh Friend and Concrete, very different sounding songs, very different production, but her voice is amazing. Her words, amazing. Her music fills up my heart. It's fantastic. And then in the world of the absurd, the Transformers Basics series by Chris McFeely on YouTube, my constant research for <laughs> Lily and her son. Um, where can people follow you guys? Chichi K. Gomez on the Twitter and Letterbox at Paper BK Princess. At Pancake for Table on Twitter and Instagram, at Friday Night Movie on all of uh, the socials. Um, thank you again to our listeners uh, for um, uh, being with us and uh, for hopefully taking a good listen to what we said at the top. And I'll just say again, uh, you know, we are probably going to make a million mistakes. We probably made a million mistakes in that in what we said um uh but we are trying to lead with our hearts and listen and learn and we will continue to do that and and bring that to the show um uh i love you guys very much i miss you and um love you guys we'll talk miss soon. You. love you love all right you. bye, bye.